नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टप्राएशभद्रेशो निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोक भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर वन द हिस्ट्री ऑफ द लाइफ ऑफ अजामिला टेक्स नंबर थर्टी टू ओचोर निषेधिता ऊचुर्निषेधितास्तास्तेषेधितास्तास्ते वैवस्वतरा 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 के धारो धर्म राजस्य शासनम् धर्मराज से शासन धर्मराज से शासन ऊचुर्निषेधितास्तास्ते वैवस्वतरा केूयम प्रतिषेधारो धर्मराज से शासन ऊचुर्निषेधितास्तास्ते वैवस्वतरा केूयम प्रतिषेधारो धर्मराज से शासन ऊचु रिप्लाइड निषेधिता बींग फॉर्बिडन tan to the order carriers of lord vishnu te de vaivasvata of yamaraj purasaraha the assistants or messengers के हुयम ऑल ऑफ यू प्रतिषेधराधार फॉर अपोजिंग धर्मराज से ऑफ द किंग ऑफ रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स यमराज 
शासनम द रूलिंग जुरिस्ट्रिक्शन ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय डिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद वेन द ऑर्डर कैरियर्स ऑफ यमराज द सन ऑफ द सन गॉड वर दस फॉर बिडन दे रिप्लाइड हु आर यू सर्स दैट हैव द ऑडेसिटी to challenge the jurisdiction of yamraj purport by shrila prabhupad according to the sinful activities of ajamila he was within the jurisdiction of yamraj the supreme judge appointed to consider the sins of the living entities when forbidden to touch ajamila the order carriers of yamraj were surprised because they had never been hindered in the execution of their duty by anyone within the three worlds thus ends the bhakti vedanta purport so the description is being given by shukadev goswami to parikshit maharaj shukadev goswami is described in the history of the life of ajamila to substantiate the rarity of devotional service there are many different methods for counteracting sinful reactions but none of them can actually help one become completely free from all sinful reactions except the process of pure devotional service kechit kevalaya bhaktya kevala bhakti kevala bhakti we sing every day shri guru charana padma kevala bhakti sadma kevala bhakti is pure devotional service so we glorify the spiritual master the spiritual master's lotus feet shri guru charana padma as the abode of pure devotional service kevala bhakti sadma so that pure devotional service is being glorified by shukadev goswami to parikshit maharaj and to illustrate the power of pure devotional service what is the potency of pure devotional service how can it completely eradicate all sinful reactions with no possibility that one may again becomes sinful it's not just becoming free from all sinful reactions it is also the more important point about pure devotional service is that one never again falls into illusion one never again comes back to the position of committing sinful activities that's why <clears throat> when somebody performs pure devotional service their focus their attention their main concern is not whether i am becoming free from sinful reactions that's a very very insignificant side benefit in the conversation between uh, shri laharidas thakur and shri chaitanya mahaprabhu 
this point was raised i'm sorry not between haridas thakur and chetanam between haridas thakur and one assembled uh, assembly of scholars in the house of uh, govardhana majumdar and hiranya majumdar uh, ragunath das goswami's father and uncle in their house there used to be assembly of learned scholars discussing about scriptures so one scholar said oh by uh, uh, doing some very difficult tapasya one can actually uh, become free from some sinful reactions and after millions of years of such tapasya when one is completely free from all sinful reactions one may get liberation from material bondage so shri laharidas thakur was also present in that assembly so he pointed out that this liberation after becoming free from all sinful reactions is a very very insignificant by product of chanting the holy name of the supreme lord simply by the glimpse of chanting hare krishna one can be freed from all sinful reactions and can even get liberation nama bhas chanting there are three stages of chanting hare krishna there is <clears throat> nama aparad stage the beginning stage when in ignorance or otherwise we may commit offenses while chanting the holy name of the supreme lord that's the beginning stage <clears throat> so as one continues to chant if one is properly guided in such chanting to make real progress real progress very quickly then we are educated we are told about offenses consideration of offenses in chanting hari krishna so then when we understand what are offenses in chanting hari krishna and then we learn how to chant without offenses so gradually we may come gradually or quickly depending on our seriousness to follow the process and sincerely apply ourselves to such uh, offenseless chanting then we may come to the stage of clearing of offenses so when the offenses are cleared almost not 100% but almost most of the offenses are gone just like we chanted at the beginning of bhagavatam class uh, uh, pra, what is that verse 
ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಶು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಬೈ ಡೈಲಿ ಅಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಕ್ಲಾಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಅವ್ರ ಡೈಲಿ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ಲಿ ಹಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಅವ್ರ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ಲಿ ರೆಂಡರಿಂಗ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಟು ದ ಪ್ಯೂರ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಭಾಗವತ ವಿ ಮೇ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಆಲ್ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಕಂಟ್ಯಾಮಿನೇಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಸಿನ್ಫುಲ್ ರಿಯಾಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಸಟ್ ಸಚ್ ಅ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ಒನ್ ಅಕಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಒನ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಫಿಕ್ಸ್ಡ್ ಆಪ್ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಠಿಕಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಹರಿದಾಸ್ ಠಾಕೂರ್ ಸೇಸ್ ಒನ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ವೆರಿ ಈಸಿಲಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಲಿಬರೇಷನ್ ಒನ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ವೆರಿ ಈಸಿಲಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಲಿಬರೇಷನ್ ಇಫ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ ಇನ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಹರಿ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ಈಸ್ ವೆರಿ easily attained by devotees who are regularly engaged in chanting hari krishna and are having the guidance of a pure devotee spiritual master very easily they very quickly they come to the stage so liberation is a very insignificant by product of chanting hari krishna of the process of pure devotional service the real goal of chanting the holy name is krishna prema that is the real goal not freedom from sinful reactions not liberation from material bondage so to illustrate that principle shukade goswami is narrating this history of the life of ajamila <clears throat> so ajamila at the point of death he somehow called out his son narayana and because of that the amrutas who had come to take the sinful ajamila to yamaraj they were stopped by the vishnudutas so the yamadutas are surprised that who are you that you are uh, challenging the jurisdiction of yamaraj yamaraj's jurisdiction is all over the universe over sinful living beings so this ajamila even though he was a very nice brahmana he somehow came in contact with a prostitute and became completely degraded so at the point of death apparently he has not atoned for his sinful activities and therefore he is subject to punishment by yamaraj so the yamarutas have come so they surprised uh that uh, somebody is stopping them in their duty so shrila prabhupar explains that when forbidden to touch ajamila the order carriers of yamaraj was surprised because they had never been hindered in the execution of their duty by anyone within the three worlds so this is a very 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 rare rarest of rare cases that a sinful person 
when the yamadutas have come to take him to yamaraj they are being stopped by somebody which only points to one thing what is that that somebody is actually freed from sinful reactions even though not performed any atonement in the conventional sense that they have become completely purified of all sinful reactions to the extent that yamadutas have no jurisdiction over them so it's a very very rare thing so to understand this rarity of devotional service chaitanya mahaprabhu explains this while instructing shrila rupa goswami chaitanya mahaprabhu analyzes very nicely that in this universe there are limitless living entities in so many species 8,400,000 species or 84 lakh species 84 laksha yoni in 84 lakh species there are unlimited living entities nobody can count them and they are all wandering within this universe changing bodies huh? repeated undergoing repeated birth and death so chaitanya mahaprabhu then describes what is the size of this living entity while limitless he says the length and breadth of the living entity is described as 1/10000 part of the tip of a hair this is the original subtle nature of the living entity originally we are all spirit soul so as spirit soul we are very 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 tiny very tiny so this tiny living entity or particle of spirit enters a material body and then in this material body the living entities are simply engaged in so many different varieties of activities in this entire universe so the unlimited living entities can be divided into two divisions those that can move and those that cannot move sthavara jangama dui bheda so this is the uh, analysis by chaitanya mahaprabhu based on the scriptures sthavara uh, jangama now among the moving living entities uh, there are birds aquatics and animals those that move in the air those that move in the water and those that move on the land 
birds move in the air aquatics move in the water and animals move on the land and among these animals there is one category that move on the land are called human beings so although the living entities known as human beings are very small in quantity compared to the other non moving and moving living beings human beings are very 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 small number still that small number of human beings may be further subdivided why because among the human beings many are uncultured human beings like mnichas pulindas baudas shabaras in the bhagavatam this description is given the uncultured living beings uh, human beings uh, uh, what is that verse kirata hunandra pulinda pulkasha abhira shumbha yavana khasadaya ये अन्ये च पापा यदपाश्रयाश्रया शुद्यंतिरस्मै प्रभविष्णवे नम शुक्रे गोस्वामी इज ग्लोरिफाइंग दैट द प्योर डिवोटीज ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड विष्णु द सुप्रीमली पावरफुल विष्णु प्रभविष्णवे नम हिज प्योर डिवोटीज इफ संबडी कैन गेट शेल्टर then they become completely purified shuddhyanti even if they are the most sinful human beings particularly he mentions these uh, uncultured very very sinful category kirata hunandra huna andra pulinda pulkasha abhira shumbha yavana all these different categories so even if uh, so among the human beings most of the people are uncivilized uncultured and among the human beings those who are followers of the vedic principles they are considered to be civilized but even among those who follow vedic principles and are considered civilized almost half of them simply give lip service while committing all kinds of sinful activities against these principles externally they appear to be following some rules and regulations some vedic uh, rituals or some vedic principles so they have considerations that oh we should not do Now, something which is against the vedic principles but even though they say so or they may be thinking like that they still engaged in sinful activities just like i met a person so my simple straightforward question was are you a non vegetarian or a vegetarian so the answer the person gave was not so simple <clears throat> said actually i don't take meat on saturdays i don't eat any non vegetarian food on mondays i don't eat 
non-vegetarian food on in Shravan Mass. I don't eat during Kartik Mass. I don't eat when there is a major festival in the house. So basically, the person was trying to say, I am very strict follower. I am a serious follower of the Vedic principles. I don't meet or eat meat on this day, this day, this month, this week. And Pitra Paksha, there is one Pitra Paksha. 15 day period, I don't eat meat, any meat. So, uh, basically, the person is still a meat eater, cannot give up eating meat. But will avoid on all these days because lip service for following Vedic principles. Vedic principle is don't eat meat. But the following of that principle is not 100%. I don't follow 100% but I follow 85.6%. <laughs> so you calculate the number of days the person eats meat. Some days they are eating. So then I preached to that person, of course, it was a very nice person. So then I said, why do you eat this few days? Now I'm not able to give up. So then I said, chant Hare Krishna. So the person started coming to the temple, started chanting Hare Krishna and gave up meat eating. <clears throat> That's the grace of Srila Prabhupada. So, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, they are followers of the Vedic principles, but still they are not completely given up sinful activities. They still commit sinful activities. Actually, they are not very serious about following the Vedic principles. So, such people, they do not care for the regulative principles, really speaking. So, they are not very serious about completely following the Vedic injunctions of not eating meat, etc., not doing sinful activities. So, among the followers of Vedic knowledge, then there are people who uh, distinguish between sinful activities and pious activities and they strictly follow not to do any sinful activities as far as they have knowledge. They only perform pious activities. But among those who perform pious activities, most are following the process of fruitive activity and distinguishing between good and bad work. They are all fruitive actors. That means they are following these rules of the Vedas not to commit sin. Uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's own words, Dharmachari Madhye Bahuta Karma Nishtha Karmanishta means, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarvi Thakur explains, they aspire always to enjoy the results of good work and pious activity. They are all fruitive workers. Karmanishta. Now, even those who actually uh, work very hard to earn money and they don't utilize money for their own enjoyment, personal enjoyment, or even for the enjoyment of their family. They set aside most of their earnings for some charitable work. 
Sometimes we see pious men earn money with great hardship and then spend the money for some pious cause by opening public charities, schools and hospitals. So, Srila Bhaktisiddhan Sarvithakur says, whether after earning money or getting some material benefit, whether they enjoy themselves or they spend it for some public charity, all such people are karmanishta. Because they can't give up this business of engaging in pious activity for some material gain. That they cannot give up. If you don't want to enjoy, why are you working so hard for earning money? Why are you after money, 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 money? Or some material benefit? So, they are still karmanishta. So, among them, Koti karma nishtha madhye eka jnani shreshtha. First of all, to find human beings is very small number among so many living entities. And among <clears throat> human beings, most of them are uncivilized. So, civilized human being is still further smaller number. And among civilized human beings, half of them don't even properly follow the Vedic principles of avoiding sinful activities. They give lip service. And among those who follow the Vedic principles, some very, very small number, most of them are karmanishta, karmis. We say karmis no, in our language, karmis, karmanishta. So, among Koti Karmanishta, uh, one Jnani you may rarely find. Eka Jnani Shreshtha. Hmm. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, out of many sincere, fruitive workers, there may be one, may be one, who is actually wise. Jnani. Hmm. So, what is the characteristic of such Jnani? These jnanis, they are not interested in material benefit. But they are interested in uh, freedom from material bondage. And therefore, uh, they want to extinguish themselves, their individual identity, and merge into the supreme to attain liberation from material bondage. So, Srila Prabhupada explains, the jnanis are interested in merging into the existence of the Supreme. The jnanis maintain that fruitive activity is imperfect. For them, perfection is a cessation of work and merging into the Supreme existence. That is their goal in life. The jnani wants to extinguish the dis distinction between knowledge, the knower and the aim of knowledge. See, in the Bhagavad Gita, if you carefully study Krishna uh, explains the distinction between knowledge, the knower, and the uh, object of knowledge. In the 13th and the 15th chapters, Krishna explains this. Difference between knowledge, the knower, and the object of knowledge. What do the jnanis do? They, make a, they want to make everything one. I am the knower, 
I am the knowledge, I am the object of knowledge. This is what the Gyanis aim at. So this philosophy is called the philosophy of monism or oneness. Advaita Vada, Advaita Vedanta. And it is characterized by spiritual silence. That's why most of the jnanis, they want to become silent. They want to become silent. <clears throat> then, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Koti jnani madhye haya eka jana mukta. Among so many, if it's not easy to find it. Uh, so many jnanis uh, because most of them are karmanishta, karmis among the civilized human beings, most are karmis so if you find a jnani a rare jnani it's not easy for him to get liberation by his endeavor to stop all kinds of fruitive activities and become completely uh, free from uh, material bondage Koti jnana jnani madhye haya eka jana mukta. Out of many millions of such wise men, one may actually become liberated, mukta. Why? Because many of the jnanis, they consider themselves liberated while they are actually not liberated. Vimukta maninaha. That is explained by Krishna in the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm. not by Krishna, by the prayers by the demi, by demigods to Lord Krishna in the womb of Mother Devaki. Ye anye aravindaksha vimukta maninaha bhavad avishuddha buddhayaha. Those who are actually engaged in severe austerities for uh, becoming liberated by merging into the existence of the Supreme, such people actually their intelligence is not yet purified, fully purified. Their consciousness is not fully purified. They still have this contamination that I am the Supreme or I want to become the Supreme. I am God or I want to become God. They still have this contamination. Avishuddha buddhaya. So this attempt to get liberation by merging into the existence Supreme is actually not liberation. It's not real liberation. Aruya krichrena parampadam tataha because they fail to take shelter in the lotus feet of Krishna after freeing themselves from all fruitive activities and performing severe austerities to uh, get out of this material existence and rise to the spiritual platform, Brahman platform. But they don't have shelter permanent shelter on the Brahman platform because they fail to take shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. Anadruta Yushmadangrayaha So the Bhagavatam explains there are three aspects of the absolute truth. Krishna, 
ब्रह्मन परमात्मा भगवान एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ वदंति तत्वविरस्तम यज्ञानमद्वयम ब्रह्मेति परमात्मेति भगवान इति शब्दते सो दोस हु आर एमिंग एट रियलाइजेशन ऑफ द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ एज ब्रह्मन और परमात्मा दे आर अनेबल टू गेट शेल्टर एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ कृष्णा बिकॉज दे डू नॉट नो द भगवान फीचर दे डू नॉट नो द भगवान फीचर सो सच पीपल even if with great difficulty the gyanis the yogis they elevate themselves to the spiritual platform of realizing the brahman or parmatma feature they cannot actually get real liberation till they surrender to the supreme lord till they actually come to uh, the personality of god till they accept the process of bhakti and the only way to realize the personality of godhead is by pure devotional service bhakti kevala bhakti ananya bhakti avyavicharini bhakti shuddha bhakti so many ways in the scriptures this is specifically described bhakti uh, even those who perform devotional service but their devotional service is mixed with uh, karma and gyana some fruitive intentions or some intention of merging into the existence of the absolute so such people uh, they are not executing pure devotional service they are not executing pure devotion that's why shri rupa goswami in bhaktir samsindu begins by defining what is pure devotional service anya abhilashita shunyam gyana karmaadi anavrutam anukulyena krishnanushilanam bhaktir uttama uttama bhakti shuddha bhakti kevala bhakti ananya bhakti avyavicharani bhakti Bhagavad Gita many places Krishna describes this ananya bhakti bhaktya tu ananya shakya aham evam vidorjuna gyatum drashtum cha tatvena praveshtum cha parantapa 11th chapter 54th verse hmm? so only by shuddha bhakti one can actually attain shelter at the lotus feet of krishna not by even mixed devotional service hmm? so uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains that Koti Karma Nishta Madhye Eka Gyani Shreshta. Then he says, Koti Gyani Gyani Madhye Haya Eka Jana Mukta. Then he says the last uh, point I want to make here is Koti Mukta Madhye Durlabha Eka Krishna Bhakta. to find one devotee uh, among liberated souls who have actually attained liberation is very rare koti this is a statement of the koti mukta madhye durlabha ek krishna bhakta this statement of the bhagavatam chaitanya mahaprabhu is quoting the bhagavatam what does the bhagavatam say mukta naam api siddhanam narayana parayana 
सुदुर्लभ प्रशांत आत्मा कोटिश्वपी महामुने अमंग मिलियंस और क्रोर्स ऑफ मुक्त पुरुषस सिद्ध पुरुषस ज्ञानीस देयर परफेक्शन इज टू बिकम मुक्ता बिकॉज देर एम इज मुक्ति एंड द योगीज एम फॉर बिकमिंग सिद्ध पुरुषा दाइएस्ट परफेक्शन दे वॉन्ट टू अटेन ऑफ दिस योगा प्रैक्टिस समाधि बट द कंसेप्शन ऑफ लिबरेशन और द कंसेप्शन ऑफ द हाइएस्ट परफेक्शन ऑफ समाधि इट्स सेल्फ इज नॉट प्रॉपरली अंडरस्टूड अंटिल दे प्रैक्टिस प्योर डिवोशनल सर्विस That's why in the Bhagavatam it is said, "Vimukta mani naha." They consider themselves liberated, while actually they are not liberated. They are not liberated. Being situated in realization of the Brahman or Paramatma feature is a temporary uh, situation of freedom from material bondage. If they don't elevate themselves to the platform of pure devotional service. they don't elevate themselves to take shelter at the lotus feet of krishna vishnu narayana narayana parayana only if they become narayana parayana pure devotee of lord narayana until then they don't have shelter at the lotus feet of the supreme lord they don't have permanent shelter on the liberated platform on the brahman platform That's why Krishna says, "Brahma bhuta prasannatma na shochati na kangchati samas sarveshu bhuteshu mad bhaktim labate param para bhakti para bhakti is also described in the Bhagavata. Savai pumsam paro dharma yato bhaktir adhokshaje paro dharma para dharma." Uh, this is uh, uh, the pure devotion pure devotional service para bhakti this para bhakti is possible for those who are narayana parayana so only for pure devotees it is possible to attain the stage of uh, uh, this uh, getting permanent shelter at the lotus feet of uh, the supreme lord only they are actually liberated others are not actually liberated so therefore uh, uh, pure devotees are very rare and except by contacting a pure devotee one cannot get pure devotional service it's not possible pure devotional service is not possible unless one is able to get shelter at the lotus feet of krishna through a pure devotee pure devotee only a pure devotee can bless another person with pure devotional service only a pure devotee nobody else therefore it is very surprising for the yamadutas that this sinful person he has already atoned 
become completely free from all sinful reactions when apparently he has not done any atonement so the discussion will go further and it's a very elaborate discussion between the Ajya, between the yamadutas and the vishnudutas that clarifies what is this potency power of chanting the holy name what is the importance of chanting the holy name so i'll stop here grantaraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jay shri prabhupad ki jay